0: If you will, turn to Psalm 111. I hope you'll bear with me. I know I'm probably a little rough in speech, but like the Apostle Paul said, I might be rough in my speech, but I guarantee you by God's grace this morning, I won't be rough in my knowledge. Because what I'm preaching is the Word of God, not my bright ideas or anything. Psalm 111. If you will, if you're able to do it, let's stand and read it together in unison. Psalm 111. Together. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord of my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and his righteousness endures forever. Ye have made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He have given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. He have showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever, and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He have commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endure forever. Amen. amen. And amen. You may be amen. seated. I love this psalm. I hope that you do. Amen. It's a psalm to help you know how to live a Christ centered life. And especially on the day we come together as a congregation worship, because the psalmist, his first thing he does start off is he doesn't ask, he commands you, Praise ye the Lord. Because that's what we're supposed to be doing. Not just in our singing, but in our whole lives and every single day, but more especially when we come together as a congregation to praise the Lord. And then he tells you, I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. And oh, you need to be in prayer for that so much. Because our hearts are so prone and so quick to just flutter away and to have divided hearts. And you know as well as yourself, if you have something important to say and Somebody's sitting there listening to you and they're just wondering and all how you feel. Well, think how much more the Lord when he has a message for you and he wants to speak to you and have communion with you and you don't come to him with your whole heart. After all that he's done for me and you and he didn't have to do any of it. We don't deserve any of it. And then we don't give him our divided attention. I don't know about you, but I think it's good advice. I pray for the Lord to fill me with His Spirit to unite my heart to fear His name every day. That's right. It's too easy to have a divided heart. But the psalmist here says, I'll oh, praise the Lord with my whole heart, and He won't just do it anywhere. Guess where He says He'll do it? In the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Oh, He's not a closet believer. Oh, no. He's looking forward and preparing to when He gets at the congregation assembly of any of God's people's He's gonna praise the Lord. Amen. I never understand why people would be wanting to be quiet when you get among God's people. That's one thing about discretion when you're working on your job and you're with your neighbors that don't fear God. But when you come here, this is not a place to be shy. Amen. Right. Not at all. And if you can't say the words right, people understand. I don't know about you, but I've been blessed so much this whole weekend, every time I've gotten with brethren, I just I don't know. I can't. <laughs> No, no, I can't think of better words to say it. I just can't I stand it anymore. It's just so good. Amen. And that's how we want it to be. Right. So never hold back. Never hold back. And then he tells you, the works of the Lord are great. Amen. Great. Not small things. Great. He's the God of creation. Right? right. All this beautiful nature we see, he created it all. All the details, all how it works. But not only that, he's the God of providence. Unlike others, we believe God has a plan and he's carrying out that plan. Nothing's happening by chance or just blind fate. Whether we understand it or not, life has a purpose. And it's God's purpose being brought about. And he watches over us and protects us. But better than both those things, he's the God of our salvation. What greater work than you can ever get that, than the Lord Jesus Christ coming and dying for us and saving us? Or we had been just like everybody else. Right. No different at all. No different at all. And it's great. But notice what else he says. It's sought out of all of them that have pleasure therein. Right. It's not that they look at it just as their duty, even though it is. Not even, It's not just that they think they should do it, and then they should. But they have pleasure Therein. Amen. You want to know where a man or woman's heart is? Look at where he has pleasure at. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. it's lawful pleasures the Lord let us have. But when it concerns the Lord, a man that really loves the Lord and really wants to know and believes the Lord is great, oh, he has pleasure seeking out yes. those works. And then what has the Lord done? He's given us His Word. Where according to His mercy and how much understanding you have, Oh, you can never learn enough. Oh, you just think you've learned it all. I've come to learning times. It's not nothing really much new after you get a good grasp of it and all. But, you know, I never seem to learn enough. Right. And just right when I think I understand some little minor, small thing, the Lord shows me something more. I go, wow, there's even more, Amen. even more. I don't study the word of God to get some Ph.D., <laughs> Or to make someone think I'm some great theologian, I have pleasure in it. Right. Pleasure in it. If you don't have pleasure, what's wrong? I'm just amazed, I'll put it this way, how you can talk to some men and they can tell you every statistic about the Detroit Tigers or the Atlanta Braves or whatever. They can tell you all these things. Get all excited. But if you start talking about the Lord, silence. <laughs> well, they don't know what to say. They haven't been seeking it out. Right. They haven't been seeking it out. He tells you that his work is honorable and glorious. Mm-hmm. A just and holy God. How could he save a sinful people? Right. Well, there is the wisdom and power the Lord Jesus Christ, and he did it. Amen. He's both just and a justifier. <laughs> oh, and it's so glorious. And his righteousness has endured forever. You can't claim that he did it in an unrighteous way. Right. Not at all. Not at all. He have made His wonderful works to be remembered. He wants us to remember it. That's right. Do you know what happens when you don't remember it? That's one of the first steps of just kind of falling away. Just subtle, small like that. Right. And it's so easy to do. So easy to do. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. I think I could just stay on that forever and ever and ever. Amen. There's no one compassionate for him. And let me tell you something. I'm just, I've been kind of on this hobby horse in my mind in a way of thinking for a while. Other people that profess to be Christians, you know, they have a distorted view of God, and they think they have the corner on God being a God of love, right? But the trouble is so many times they're so imbalanced with it, they forget that God is holy and just and everything else. Right. But you know what? They don't have a marking on that. We should know and talk to people about how gracious and full of mercy the Lord is, just as much or more than any Armenian or any other person. Right. They shouldn't have a corner on it at all. Not at all. Amen? Amen. And he goes on, he says, He's given meat to them that fear him who will ever be mindful of his covenant. You know, in the context, they were under the old covenant, and he promised that he would do these things. But brethren, we're under the new covenant. And it's the everlasting covenant, and I love the promises. And what is it, the main one? I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Amen. And after all the Lord does, it's hard for me to believe that he just kind of forget about you. I don't think so. Our Lord didn't sweat and die and bleed just to forget about you. Not one second. Not one second. He knows what you're going through, and he will not forget. And it says, He have showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. And someone might be saying, well, I'm not too rich. I'm kind of need for a whole kind of stuff. Well, let me tell you something. We're joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And he owns it all. Right. And so that means we're co-owners. That's it. Co-owners. But you know what? You don't need all this stuff. Abraham was a very rich man when he was here on earth. The Lord blessed him like that. But, you know, that didn't mean much to Abraham at all. He had a chance to get even more richer once, and he said, I won't take a single thing from that king. Right. Especially as the king of Sodom. I won't take one thing from him. Cause you know why? The Lord told him, I am your exceeding great richer Amen. And you can't get richer than that. That's right. If you got God, you cannot, you don't need anything else. Not Amen. one single thing. I get to heaven. I was saying this last night. Oh, the pleasure, the joy of praising God forever and ever and ever. And ever and ever and ever, Amen. and don't have to worry about any end time at all. Right. And I'll say it again, if you don't like to sing and praise God, you're in the wrong place because what are you going to do when you get to heaven? That's right. What are you going to do? Just look in the Book of Revelation. You might not understand everything, but you get a glimpse or preview of what's going on. And every time I read in there, all they're doing is praising and singing praises to God. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Not only about you, it builds me up. It builds me up. Instead so of walling your self pity and all the problems that you have, get out of yourself and do what you're supposed to be doing is praising the Lord. Amen? Yes, it says the works of his hands are verity and judgment, all his commandments are sure. You want wisdom, you want understanding. It's right here in the Bible. Amen. It's just right here. It's just right here. He says, they stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. There's nothing light. It's all solid. Right. You can bet your life on it. Right. And he says, he sent redemption to his people. He have commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. Holy and reverend his name. I was telling some brothers uh, yesterday or day four yesterday, when I work at McDonald's, I work there one day a week. And you can imagine people from a Catholic background and the word gets around real quick. I was a pastor, and he started trying to call me reverend. and started to call me father. And I said, don't you dare do that. Don't you dare do that. I had to remind them, I said, only God is reverend. And no, I'm no father. Not in the Catholic sense. And they go, what do they call you at your church? And I said, they call me Brother Jim. Well, I kind of thought, you know, they would understand from that. Well, next thing I know now, here comes the manager introducing me to the owner He says, oh, yeah, I want you to meet this man. This is Brother Jim. And so now at McDonald's, they call me Brother Jim, which I I like it. But you know what I mean is that, you know, it's, it's hard for them because they've been raised up in that background to give all these flattering titles to the men of God. Right. But holy and reverend is God's name. Amen. Holy and reverend is his name. Amen. Amen. But I love this last verse. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yes. That's the beginning of wisdom. Right. And guess what? You don't have to know the Hebrew. You don't have to know the Greek. Right. You don't have to be a Christian for no 20 or 30 years. What is the fear of the Lord? It's the beginning of wisdom. But what is it? He tells you right there. A good understanding of all they that do his commandments. Right. Amen. You want to know a man that fears the Lord? He has a good understanding. He says someone who obeys what the Lord has told him to do. Right. Just that simple. It's those who do the Word of God that are blessed, not those that just hear. Right. You know, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of churches this morning. There's a lot of people assembling, a lot of people claiming to be Christians, a lot of people claiming to want to do stuff. But it's those who do the Word of God right. that are blessed. Right. James warns us, I don't need to turn there. You deceive yourselves. If you think that that's doing anything, just hearing. It's doing. Mm -hmm. And you go, Brother Jim, I know, but it's so hard. I know that's why we need the Lord every second of the day. Every second. And he's given us his Holy Spirit to help us and to bless us. And he ends it up. His praise endure forever. Amen? Amen? Because it will. It'll praise. It will go on forever. Amen? Amen. Don't get me wrong, but it's always been my custom and I like doing it. It helps me so much, and I hope it will help you. about starting off in the worship of God, and starting this way. Right? It should. That's right. I have to watch out. I have to stop here. I'm just seeing so many faces, and finally it's coming to me who you are. <laughs> and I almost want to call out your name, but hopefully I'll get to talk to you later. But isn't the Lord so good? Amen. And he's so good. Amen? Amen.